Hey everyone, I'm Ashes. And I'm Will. And, and this, this is, is Ashes, Ashes and Will, Will Do Disney. Disney. Each week, one of us will tell the other the history, facts, and stories behind the rides and attractions of Disney that have made special memories for generations. Keep in mind that Ashes and Will Do Disney is not affiliated with or employed by the Walt Disney Company, and our views and opinions do not reflect theirs. Now it's time to sit back, relax, and put on your ears, because it's time for Ashes and Will Do Disney. Well, hello, everybody. It is Will here coming back at you with another mini episode. In case you missed the announcement on our Facebook page, we are taking what I'm calling a semi-hiatus. And with that being, we are going to take a break from releasing full-length episodes probably till the summertime. Reason being, we just have crazy schedules trying to get to summer break, and so trying to line up our times to get together as a duo to record is proving to be a little bit challenging. So rather than trying to rush episodes out week to week, we'd rather take a little bit of time to where we have a little bit of wiggle room to make some more episodes, make sure we're putting out some quality content. However, this podcast has become a bit more of my hobby. So instead of just letting it go stagnant for the next several months, I'll still be putting out some mini episodes and I'll also be getting more active on the TikTok channel again and producing content there. So to our loyal listeners, fear not, we will still be having some content for you to listen to and see, but we're going to take some time before we get back into the swing of things for full episodes, but we are excited to be able to do that and bring you that quality. But with that, I had to kind of think about where I wanted to go for my next mini episode, and I remembered something that I had touched on in the very first one that I thought deserved a little bit more attention. So with that in mind, here is the Cake Castle. In the first mini-episode, I went over some of the brief history of Cinderella Castle at Walt Disney World. One of the fun facts I mentioned was the bane of many brides' existences, and that was the birthday cake design for the 25th anniversary of the park. The design debuted in 1996, and park guests either enjoyed its whimsy and playfulness, Or they found it tacky and ugly. So where did this idea even come from? Who came up with this design that brides weren't sure they wanted invading their Disney fairy tale wedding? To answer that question, we have to start our investigation at Epcot. More than 25 years ago, freelance designer Mike Conrad was evaluating Spaceship Earth and trying to figure out what he was supposed to do with his latest task assigned to him. Conrad was hired by the Walt Disney Company to come up with a design for Spaceship Earth for the 25th anniversary of Walt Disney World. So, the anniversary designs weren't even initially intended for the castle at Magic Kingdom. Conrad found himself facing quite the conundrum. Spaceship Earth was quite literally untouchable. His design couldn't involve anything leaning against the sphere, he couldn't paint anything, and he couldn't attach anything to it. Struggling to come up with a design to meet the strict criteria, Conrad finally suggested that they go for the castle instead, stating they could make the spires into candles. And Mike Conrad described two of the designs that he had come up with for Spaceship Earth that never came to fruition. The first would see colored lights projecting onto the sphere to make it look like a giant balloon, and other inflatable balloons would have been set up around it. 
and there would also be glittering letters to spell out an anniversary message. The other design was more treat-based. As we know, Disney is very famous for its snack foods. And again, lights would be used to make it look like melting ice cream, surrounded by a sculpture of a bowl. Original ideas for the castle also centered around cake and ice cream sundae themes. Somewhere along the lines, it seemed like Michael Eisner wasn't impressed with the cake designs. Conrad wasn't sure if Eisner didn't like the idea of a cake castle as a whole, or if he just didn't like the execution. One alternative to the cake design saw the towers upturned to make ice cream cones. There were also designs that were not birthday treat related. One of Conrad's sketches would include inflatable characters like Simba, Genie, and Sorcerer Mickey. Another idea would involve a music box theme with giant music notes. Some of these grandiose design ideas realistically wouldn't have been easy to implement onto the castle. And it turns out that Conrad was not the only one who thought the original design of the castle would translate well to a giant birthday cake. It turned out that Eisner wasn't a fan of the execution of previous ideas as he felt they didn't make the castle look like a birthday cake, but rather just a castle with icing on the spires. Although Conrad's original cake designs weren't received well, he was happy to be called in to help execute on an idea that would be more fun for Eisner. Conrad saw some of the designs that Walt Disney Imagineering, or WDI, had used. Those designs were pretty much like the original ideas that had been shut down, except the icing was more drippy and more candles were added. One saw a round structure added to the bottom of the castle to make it look like a layer cake. Someone had the idea to decorate the cake with candy, giving it an almost gingerbread house feel. While some of the spires on the castle could easily be turned into candles, some portions needed to have something different. Conrad initially envisioned Oreos and candy cane towers. The pink frosting was chosen so that they could make it look less like the original castle. Eisner approved the final design of the castle and Conrad was the art director for the project. One of the biggest challenges in implementing the new cake design was the forced perspective of the castle. As discussed previously, the castle is only 189 feet tall, but looks much taller as the design makes the guests look up. Some of the levels would be shrinking to accommodate the new design, but it still needed to look taller than 189 feet. One day, Conrad and his team got into trouble trying to solve this problem. They went to the castle with measuring tapes and cameras to get a better handle on the situation. Partway through their endeavor, a man in a tie came out demanding that they get down from the castle. Conrad asked who the man was. It was Al Weiss, the president of Disney Parks at the time. He told them that they couldn't be climbing all around on the castle in full view of the guests. The reason being is just them climbing around so easily was enough to ruin the forced perspective illusion of the castle, making it not look that tall. However, Conrad had been up there long enough to get what he needed. He was able to make drawings to scale of what they would need to replace parts of the castle. It was going to be constructed with two main elements, inflatables and fiberglass. Conrad went to Aristar for help with the inflatables as they specialized in hot air balloon fabrication. So they used inflatable fabric and a fan that ran 24-7 to keep it afloat. 
much like a bounce house. Conrad partnered with the Nassau Company for the fiberglass elements, the most notable being the 25 candle over the archway, being 25 for the 25th anniversary. The biggest challenge with two different companies working on the same project was making sure that the colors all matched. With the disparity of the two elements, Conrad had to make sure that the color at least stayed consistent. Per keeping with the magic, part guests didn't really see too much of the installation and transformation as most of it was done at night. However, cranes were left in place and idle during the day, and it actually created an air of anticipation among the guests to see what the finished product would be. At the final reveal, Conrad was surprised to hear how many people hated the pink. It was described as Pepto-Bismol pink. Conrad preferred a more flattering term and referred to it as Barbie pink. The reception of the cake castle was divided. Many did see it for what it was, fun and temporary, and something that needed to be seen before it went away. The other side of the spectrum felt it was a literal abomination. The cliché statements came out that it was not Walt's vision. Conrad took the viewpoint that anybody can get a picture in front of the traditional castle, but only people at the parks during a certain time could get a picture with the cake castle. It was a short-term novelty that not everyone would get to experience. Much like a lot of things in Disney, particularly movies, the nostalgia of the Cake Castle is more popular than the castle itself. There are Cake Castle AR filters on the Genie Plus app. Just about 25 years later, fans are starting to accept the castle for what it was, a temporary redesign that was just for fun. Conrad had recently been tagged in pictures of the 25th anniversary castle when the 50th anniversary approached. The comments on the picture were mostly positive, and there were even some people who said they were happy that the castle looked like that for their wedding photos. Whether you loved it or hated it, you can't deny the amount of work that went into the Cake Castle in 1996, and it was a labor of love. Not to mention, if you thought it was playful and fun, or if you thought it was an affront to everything Walt Disney stood for, the Cake Castle still created memories that have lasted for almost 25 years later. And I'll post pictures of this Cake Castle, because it is pretty bright pink, and quite frankly, I'm a little bit more along the lines of it does look more of a Pepto-Bismol pink than a Barbie pink. That's just me. However, I'm also in that crowd that when Disney does make changes to things, especially if it's a temporary change, but even if it's not a temporary change, it really just doesn't bug me that much because something visual like that doesn't take away from my experience from the park, even if I thought it didn't look good. One, I'm probably going to get my picture with it anyway. Kind of wish I had in 1996. I was only 14 at the time, but whatever. But like Conrad said, it's something temporary. It's not something you're going to get to do all the time. So it would have been a unique experience, whether you loved it or hated it. But nonetheless, too, also doesn't change my rides at the park. If I was there for my wedding, again, maybe it's not the traditional castle. Maybe not what I would have preferred. But nonetheless, still something unique to put in the pictures. So either way, 
like I said, makes for good memories one way or the other. But that's what I've got for this week's mini episode, and I will keep it coming. Appreciate your support while we take this break, and we'll see you real soon. That's it for this week's episode of Ashes and Will Do Disney. Don't forget we need your mouse tails. If you have a funny, weird, exciting, or just a favorite Disney memory, send it to ashesandwilldodisney at gmail.com so we can read them on the show. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Ashes and Will Do Disney. This is a public group to follow. We're also on YouTube at Ashes and Will Do Disney. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening and have a magical day.